When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast live here from St James's Park and Newcastle United down to the fourth round. Uh, comfortably beating Rochdale 4-1 um, here in a replay mark um, we'll start with probably the, the best news of the night that Joe Linton scored um, in front of the, the crowd here in front of the Gallagher yeah and a just reward for, for a hard working performance um, you know he, he, he looked more bit, bit livelier tonight clearly had the bit between his teeth and I thought it was a really smart finish actually credit to Tom Allen an absolutely fantastic run and cross and he sort of came in at pace and Buried it really. It was a uh, you know, but I, I think what was really nice was the reaction of the players afterwards. He went straight for the bench, um, and uh, and and you know, Steve Bruce gave him a massive hug. There was there was clearly a you know a moment there. I think where there was a real you know real gratitude from the striker to to the manager for the way that he's uh, he stuck by him, and it was a really really nice moment. You know, and a good night really for Newcastle. They made short work at Rochdale, but I think what was nice was there was a few moments, wasn't there? Miguel Almiron looking, I mean, he's full of confidence at the moment, but but that Jalinta moment, I think, took it, uh, took took you know, was was the icing on the cake really. So so yeah, I think a good night and and you know, real opportunity now for Newcastle to get in the fifth round. Loads of positives. Uh, Lascelles back, Matt Ritchie back. I mean, we'll go on there with Matt Ritchie. Absolutely fantastic. His energy, his um, relentless talking, shall we say, to other players, um, and much more. He had a really good performance tonight. Yes, it was against Rochdale, no disrespect, but you know, a good opportunity to get fitness um, under his belt, and it'll be interesting to see how he fits back into the into the starting eleven. Now he is, uh, you know, fully fit. Yeah, well, you've got to have him in. You've got to have him in there if he, if he's there. I think in the press conference we've just been at there. I think Steve Bruce made the. the valid point I think that quietly Newcastle have been missing some big players I think from the team and, and you know Lascelles is another big talker you mentioned there about I think Richie the, the, the key is he's obviously a good player he's a really good player but he drives them on I mean he's, he's a you know he's He's absolutely relentless. He's sort of barking orders, isn't he? He doesn't give he doesn't give anybody an easy time. I mean, sometimes he's he's sort of bit back a little bit at the press, hasn't he? A little bit. He's, he's kind of said things said things to us as well. And I think I think you know you've got it's good to have a player like that in the team, especially when he can back it up with with good performances. And um, you know the, the goal came from his cross today, the first one. Um, and and he can do that, can't he? You know, he, he weighs in with a goal. He's he's a good crosser of the ball, and you kind of forget that really. Apart from it was the opening game of the season that it was his it was his only league game he's played this season because um, you know they obviously lost they lost him in that Leicester game, and it didn't look like it looked like a bad challenge, but you wouldn't have thought that he wouldn't be coming back to St James's Park to January, and they've missed him. They've missed him, and I, I think you know Lee Ryder wrote. I think the other day that, that they've got had preliminary talks with him on a contract, um, which would be a really good sign. I think that, that they, they're looking to keep him here for a couple more years because he's got a lot to offer. And you saw it was a young team at the end. You've got Matty Longstaff there. Sean Longstaff you know, was having his uh, teething troubles this season. Matty Longstaff's got a lot to learn. You've got good players like Tom Allen, obviously coming through, but it's a young team really, Newcastle. So having a player like that, 
Um, he he's always been one that when the chips are down, you look to you look to Matt Ritchie because he he will invariably be a player who will come up trumps when you need him, um, and that's why fans like him, and that's why he's so important. On the return of Lascelles, you know, again we see against Rochdale, but they had the big man up front, so not the easiest easiest of challenges. But again, he slipped straight back in, and another really um, positive uh, selection dilemma for Steve Bruce to to deal with because Kevin Clark's coming back as well for the weekend. Yeah, I think defensively is where is where they've they've maybe suffered over Christmas. I think that that was where they'd been so good um, in the first part of the season. You know, they hadn't looked like they were going to concede too many goals up until then because they had a lot of competition for places in, in defence. They've got a lot of good defenders. But obviously with Lascelles out and then other players sort of missing as well, you know, it wasn't a surprise they had to overplay Lejeune over Christmas. I mean, he was, you know, he looked dead on his feet in the Leicester game. So I think there was, you know, that was maybe one of the areas where they really suffered over Christmas because they, they didn't have a backup. And, you know, I know people talk about injuries and we'll probably come on, I think, at a later point in another podcast into the, the injury situation and, and what's actually really going on there. But you just have to say that it, it's unlucky that, you know, you talk about Richie, he's a big injury, but that was a, con- that was a contact injury. Uh, the cells was a contact injury. Um, and, you know, they, they've been unlucky with those this season and, and it's taken, their, you know, their big players as well. It hasn't just taken sort of fringe players. Um, big players have been out and, you know, I think you said, we, we can't get too carried away about the fact that they won 4-1 tonight. You'd expect them to win 4-1. They shouldn't really have ever been here tonight. It, they should have, they finished, should have finished the job at Spotland because, you know, they, they were all over them in the first half. Um, but all you can ask for is that they do, they do things right. And I think for me, the, the, the big thing tonight, the big, positive tonight is that the manager has picked a team or so the head coach has picked a team to win this tight the strongest team available to him it sends a message to everybody in the crowd in the team um and and just you know th- that they are taking this seriously because he could have with he could have taken three or four out tonight and still probably won but it would have the, the message would have sent was you know look this is this is a sort of we're resting we're resting people for for saturday and i think he's shown you know in the first two games of this 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 campaign that he is going to take it seriously and I think they'll play the strongest team next in the next game as well hopefully they can get through then and then it's just about whoever they draw in the fifth round but um, they've still got a job to do against Oxford because they've shocked teams this season and I think a Sunderland fan um, tweeted me after Newcastle got some, uh, Oxford and said look don't underestimate them he's, you know, he's not a, he was, wasn't sort of taking the mickey out of anything he was just saying don't underestimate them they're a good side so you know, they're going to have to pick a good team and have the same attitude there as well mentioned the crowd there just under 30,000 yeah, um, I suppose the, the big point from them was the cheering of Steve Bruce's name give us a wave and then yeah. Brucey 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 that, do you think that's a, that's a turning point? Um no, not really. I think it's probably more to do with the fact that it's a slightly younger audience tonight. Um, I think it's. I think it was. You know, it'd be, it's good for Steve Bruce, isn't it, that, that, that people are doing that. Um, and I think, you know, I think the problem is we, we've got several different audiences watching Newcastle this season. There's the fans who who are you know in the stadium and and are still coming, and they've been largely positive. The atmosphere has been flat sometimes. It's not the same crowd that there was last season, but I think most of them. Fairly positive, and you know any any sort of discontent this season has been pretty muted. I don't think I don't think any, but I think they're giving Steve Bruce the, the benefit of the doubt. You've got the people online who you know some some of the ones we interact with quite a lot who are very anti Steve Bruce, won't give him the time of day. You know maybe some of them aren't going to the games anymore because they've boycotted. Um, but the reality is probably most Newcastle fans are somewhere in between. You know, let's be honest, he wasn't the majority 
of Newcastle fans' first choice, majority of them wanted Rafa Benitez to stay. He's gone. Um, Steve Bruce is here, and I think. But I think the performances and the results have been, well, the results in particular have been pretty have been pretty good um, of late. You know, the last three, last three or four have been uh, have been really, you know, not good enough. I think in terms of uh, in terms of the results, performances haven't been brilliant. You know, it hasn't been stunning football. But considering he came in very close to the start of the season. Um, and you know they're into the FA Cup fourth round, and they've got a chance to get into the fifth round. It's okay, isn't it? It's it, it's okay. I think that's what you've got to say. And you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be people shouting his name from the rooftops until he's actually achieved something. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I think it's positive, isn't it? It's, it was a nice, it was a nice touch. I think there's clearly some fans who are, you know, quite positive about him and and you know like the way that he's doing things. He's he's got he's definitely he's got a different approach, hasn't he, to Rafa in terms of his his PR and all those kind of things as well. And he's, he's not got the same CV as him. So he's never going to be the hero that Rafa was. But by the same token, you know, I think he's doing okay at the moment. I think he's doing okay. They could still get relegated. You know, they're only five points above the relegation zone. It could all still go very, very wrong. But, you know, if they can get something out of the next two games, march into the fifth round, then suddenly things look a lot rosy. So we have Kieran Kelly here um, instead of Lee Ryder to start with. Um, Kieran, positive night under the lights um, here at St James Park, Newcastle, into the, the next round of the FA Cup. What did you make of the game? Yeah, it was. It couldn't have gone much better, really. You think of your two key players come back, leaders in Matt Ritchie and Jamal Lascelles, um, the luxury of being able to take them off because they're home and hose to be 3-0 up after 26 minutes. You know, when you think they didn't get that second goal at Scotland 10 days ago that was really their downfall but they, they took their chances so quickly so much so it was a bit flat in the second half at times um, players almost weren't playing with quite the same intensity and but then obviously you have that, that great moment for Joe Linton um, and that's what happened on the field and then off the field of course you have Mike Ashley return to the scene which is always a big story here um, and yeah I, I, I think bar maybe that last goal conceding that goal of Steve Bruce would have been absolutely delighted because uh, for the first time uh, in 2020, I think they've not had someone pick up an injury or had to hobble off. So it, it ticked all the boxes. The crowd chanting Steve Bruce's name there for you. Um, a turning point, Mark, doesn't think so so much. Sure. What about yourself? Is, it, is the tide starting to change a little bit? I think for me, you could feel a, a shift going back to, um, you know, you think those... Those games after beating West Ham, I remember there he got cheers as he walked off. He he's never walked over to the fans to applaud them, but that there have been little kind of signs, and I think you can feel it even on social media. I know when there's been that Christmas message they put out when he was like, "Oh, you must be sick of the sight of me," and loads of fans like commented on that, and we're used to hostile fans on that platform, and they're all saying, "Oh no, no," um, and little things like you know the Mourinho jig he did um, that time. So I I think it's. It's not so much this moment tonight, but I think there has been a slight change. And that it's as he said, it comes with results. He knows he has to get results. And as long as he keeps doing that, um, you know, it will turn a little bit. But equally, there for me, there will always be those fans who, even if he got them into the top six, um, they, they feel they, they can't come back to the club as long as Mike Ashley's owner. And you have to respect that as well. 
a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, some people on social media um, had a go to Steve Bruce, I think it was the last week, maybe the week before, when he was asked about Joe Linton, and he essentially said he's just got to get on with it, he's just got to get through it, and, you know, um, keep working hard, and people said, that's not good man management, but I tell you what, the way Joe Linton sprinted over to, to Steve Bruce there, um, we all know who, who, who Joe Linton's backing. Yeah, it's quite telling. Um, I think this has been a, a big few days for Joe Linton, uh, something as small as playing on with an injury has is, is really endeared him um, to Bruce. He then trained yesterday. He was just clearly so motivated to to put things right tonight in terms of after missing those chances in the, the previous game, going back uh, 10 days ago. And he had that one opening in the first half. He kind of makes space for himself and then fired over. And it, you were just wondering as the the minutes ticked by, was it going to be another you know 21 games without a goal? And then right at the end, 82 minutes, I think it is, he he, he takes his chance and, you know, uh, he won't get many easier than that this season, but he took it and, yeah, you could see the what it meant to him. Um, he feels he has the manager's faith and trust and that's so important for a new sign when they're coming to a new culture, new new league and everything else besides. So uh, really interesting. We've seen with Almir on how he looks... He's he's always been a very hard-working player, but he looks a new player in the final third. He's so confident, he's trying things. Will we see that with Joe Linton? That's the big question, because it wasn't really lift-off for him when he scored against Spurs uh, back in August, so it's a different kind of challenge now, is how can he build on that? Fingers crossed that he does. Uh, I mean, I'm playing kind of a more central free role. He was all over the place, um, in a good way. You know, grabbed the goal. Um and again, you know, he had a lot of critics. Um, you mentioned there how he's now scoring after getting that first goal. And, and um, it's just nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think to see someone enjoying playing um, when, you know, it can't have been easy for him. You know, yes, he's working hard. He was tireless off the ball. His run stats were amazing. But to have that niggling feeling of, God, I haven't scored for 11 months, you know, for, for a forward player, it's a big deal. So... He does look, the runs he's trying now, the shots he's trying outside the box, he just, like I said, on the final third, he, he's so full of confidence and you're seeing so quickly how he's really developed into a cult hero here. Uh, the fans absolutely love him and he's feeding off that. There's a real bond there. You notice every celebration, he's making his way over to the fans. He's pointing at the crest. Um, and that's been probably one of the big stories of the season. Um, and the way he's going, he could be a player of the year contender for Newcastle because... It's it, all season he's made a contribution one way or the other and now he's getting the gold don't tell Danny Mills that <laughs> um, Mike Longstaff starts there and he's he's, he's he's really impressed with me I don't know about you but um, his passing his movement um, surely just another another uh, game where Steve Bruce is going to have to pick up the phone at Lee Charlie and say please for the love of God give him a new contract it seems like I know there are a lot of no-brainers in Newcastle's recent history that they haven't followed up on, but this one, I mean, it's it's got to be done, hasn't it? You'd think, I know Martin Dubravka's deal took a long time to finally get done, but this one, you, it's still remarkable. I think there was a time maybe seven weeks ago where the club thought it was very close, Steve Bruce thought it was close, and it's just not quite happened yet, and it has to be right for the player, has to be right for the club, but you look at his contribution he's made, his rise since getting back in the first team on pre-season uh, it's been absolutely remarkable and um, I think you know I do, I'm not privy to 
the demands or what the club are willing to offer but I think it, it sends the right message if you can tie down someone like that who uh, just loves playing for the club gets what it means and can be an inspiration for the rest of the academy and it, it, to me it's an absolute no-brainer and finally for myself Kieran um, a good win good performance but it has to be taken um, with the fact that it was Rochdale no disrespect to them um, and now just got to concentrate on Chelsea on the weekend but a good platform to, to build upon yeah exactly and I suppose you, you think it, it feels a while since Newcastle won a game you could think it was December 21st the Palace game uh, there been a few games since then some tough games admittedly but you know it, it's just good to get back into that swing and you know in the big games this season when you know they've had City here they've they've had Manchester United here they've done well and they've they relished that and you're having a couple of players coming back the injury crisis is easing ever so slightly um and Chelsea you just don't know what you can going to get sometimes they um they love to to pass the ball obviously under Frank Lampard Newcastle on their day are very good at stifling teams they did okay at Stamford Bridge earlier in the season so it could be a close game and it's it's actually a chance potentially for them to get something I think they can definitely give them a game and, and that's that's all you can ask for them to want Fingers crossed Mark Kieran thank you very much for joining us um, we'll be with Lee Radha in just a moment We hope we've enjoyed this episode so far it's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group the North East number one family owned Toyota Mazda and Suzuki dealership group please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, now joins by Lee Ryder. Lee, um, one man returned to St James's Park tonight, and Mike Ashley. Yeah. He was in the crowd, sat next to Lee Charney. He, he would have enjoyed uh, what he saw, even if it was against a lower league opposition. Yeah, I mean, on the way in the ground, the rumour started to, you know, about seven o'clock that. You know, Mike Ashley would be making a return at St James's Park. First time he's been back for quite a long time. Uh, and this season he hasn't seen a game at all. So it was interesting seeing back. I mean, it indicates that he is going to talk with Steve Bruce, which he confirmed in his press conference. And uh, hopefully that brings some a bit of a transfer breakthrough, really. That, that's what we're all hoping for. A really good night on the pitch. A few players returning from injury. Um, what stood out for you was it? You know, Matt Ritchie being back, the cells coming through unscathed. I guess really the so best news. Yeah, the best news is that Bruce says they've all come out the other end. Yeah, it's nice to get, get through a game without someone getting injured. We just <laughs> seem to have been writing about injuries for for forever. But uh, look, uh, it's my feeling going into the game was I wanted to see. Hopefully Newcastle, you know, get the game, get put the tie beyond doubt as quickly as possible. They managed to do it in 26 minutes. It was game over. Rochdale were completely out of it, demoralised. And then after that, they were ha- Newcastle afforded themselves the luxury of taking off some of the players who were going to be needed for the weekend. Um, you know, Almiron was the one we were all desperate to see get substituted uh, because you need him uh, for Chelsea. So it was. Just a good night all round, I suppose. Joe Linton getting his goal. You, you've never heard a warmer. There's different types of uh, noises that crowds can make, obviously. But the the cheer was more of a sort of a, a relieved, warm, delighted for you cheer rather than pandemonium of someone you know scoring a last minute winner. It was just such a nice moment 
in the evening to, to see Julian get it and then the celebrations that followed were I'm pretty sure you remember it I've just seen him leaving the ground um, about 10 minutes before done this and uh, never seen someone someone's sort of body language look so different and delighted for him really he has been bad in the last few weeks there's no doubt about that but it's amazing what a goal can do for a, for any player really it just brings the confidence on I mean even you've seen the Rochdale uh, lad who scored in the last minute his game changed for them last five minutes. You know, he's bounced around the pitch like it was Beckenbauer at St James Park because of the confidence a goal gives you. So it was um, just fantastic to see and hopefully now a few more on the way. Just heading back to Mike, Mike Ashley there. Yeah. Um, Bruce said there was nothing planned, but he is going to meet him um, over the next couple of days. Do you think he'll be up there now and having a cup of tea with him? I think it's, it's highly possible. I mean, I mean, for Mike Ashley to come up here for... A couple of days is very unusual. So he's made some big, big decisions in the past. Uh, last January was he gave the green light to spend the money on Almiron. If there's something like that in the pipeline, we shall see. Certainly, that's what Steve Bruce is pushing for. He dropped a big hint in there. I mean, it was the most telling line of the night, really, that Steve Bruce saying they've already tried for a couple of players, but they weren't able to get them because the funding that was available they couldn't push that far now he gets the chance to ask Mike Ashley in person can they push the boat out a little bit further so that indicates you know there could be a decent signing on the way you can never be too sure in January but certainly Steve Bruce is trying for one and um, there's been some interesting names we've seen linked in the last sort of 24-48 hours so Hopefully, there are, you know. Hopefully, we have got a big sign to write about. That's that's what we all, you know, strive for, and you know, supporters want to see. You know, new players coming in, in January. So, it's going to be interesting. But as Steve Bruce he keeps sort of protecting himself with, with, the sentence that you know it has to make the team better. He won't just sign bodies for the sake of it. So, I I just think he's got his own ideas. I mean, Steve Nixon's the head of recruitment. They they put in hours of work. They've been all around the world looking for players. But I think Steve Bruce has got his own ideas on, on who he wants, players that he may have scouted at other clubs. Um, and I think he's just trying to see if he can get one of them through and maybe just you know flex his muscle almost and say, look, I am the boss and th- th- this is my signing. Do you think the fact that Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce will meet and Bruce hasn't... Um, publicly criticised Mike Ashley for not backing him like the previous manager did it means that they meet on good terms and that's that's a really good starting point because then they can both sit down and Bruce can say well look this is what I need to take this club forward um, and you know it, it just seems like there's a good chance here to get Mike Ashley on side Yeah and that, that, I think that's what Mike Ashley's always wanted really is is to be part of it almost come to training Stand on the sideline with the Newcastle jacket on, be, be the owner, almost like have that taste that he had at the start of his reign. Yes, we all know he's he's not popular um, with a lot of fans, but at the end of the day, if, if there's a winning team on the pitch, you've seen that tonight. It, it's a, just a different place. Rafa, Mike Ashley, big personality clash. The the pizza summit last year before last in Pontyland bordering on ridiculous really you know both Ashley turned up 
at a different time, going in a different entrance to the restaurant, coming out a different entrance, major circus outside. It's just, you know, the the rest of the country will be looking at that, just thinking, what on earth is going on up there? You want your football club to look as, you know, professional as possible, and hopefully these behind-the-scenes meetings are going to deliver, you know, some positive news. Whether it's going to be this month, whether it's going to be the summer whatever we, we wait and see but you just want to see some progress in terms of replacing some of the players because if you look at the Newcastle team I looked at I found a team sheet um from two years ago and I think there was about eight or nine players who it just hasn't changed and you know apart from Almiron and St Maxman you know there's no big arrivals in terms of players that have made the difference yes they signed Joel in for 40 million but hasn't been a success. So it's those players that can make the difference. And certainly, St. Maximin and Almiron can make the difference. And um, that's the sort of players he's looking for. Another goal for Almiron tonight. Um, I think that's his fourth fourth goal in seven games. And the fact, again, that Mike Ashley was in the crowd and he, 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 he's seen what Almiron can do, yeah. that again could only be a good thing because he maybe sitting there thinking, OK, look, I've spent X amount of money on this kid. Yeah, and now. The problem is. Yeah, exactly. You know, he he probably think, well, Joe Linton scored, Almiron scored. What's what? What's all the fuss about? Oh, oh, but he's the lucky charm. Yeah, something along those lines, you know. So, I mean, Almiron, I think the clip of him at Wolves when he sprints back and you know gets tackled on Triori, that's probably what Newcastle signed. That hard working player who's going to run all day. Yes, he's got goals in him. Yes, he's got assists in him, but he's a hard worker, and you want that in the team. You know, we had, you know, Nobby Solano here a couple of decades ago, and he won over the Geordie hearts and minds because he worked so hard, rolled his sleeves up, put his body on the line, and just tried everything to win games and score goals for Newcastle. So, Almiron, you know, I'm not comparing him with Nobby Solano just yet because Nobby Solano is a very, very special player, club legend. Uh, Almiron, you know, he's, he's on the right track, and hopefully, um, the fans can see that now. If that doesn't make you feel old, Nobby Solano signed <laughs> over twenty years ago. Yeah. I don't know what will. Um, finally, you watch a lot of the under twenty threes. Tom Allen yeah. came on. Um, had a nervous five ten minutes maybe, yeah. uh, but I think once he got into it and he, he was comfortable and obviously sets up. Um, Joel Linton, it's a, it's a superb cross, superb, superb run, and the, the want and desire to actually just get down there and say, "Look, I'm going to take my chance." Um, Steve Bruce was 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 over the moon um, and delighted that he had four or five Geordies on the pitch by the end of it as well. Yeah, I mean, Tom Allen, he's a really exciting prospect. I mean, I think he's got 11 goals for the under 23s this season. So quick, um, got tricks in him, can finish, assists. Again, another hard worker, and you know he's, he's been on there tonight. He's been given fifty-five minutes or so, which must be a dream come true. I mean, every Geordie dreams about what he's gone through there tonight. I know we've seen a few of them come through in the last few years at Academy Products, but can you imagine any young kid playing football? You dream about that minute you're walking over that white line, floodlights on, crowd cheering, and that is amazing for him. And to not only get on the pitch. But to get an assist and give Joel Linton his first goal in front of the Gallagher end, I think that's a the kid deserves a big, big pat on the back. And um, you know, we just spoke to him there, and he's so level-headed. That's that's going to be so important for him going forward. Wasn't arrogant at all. Um, just delighted to have done it. Thank. First thing he said was to thank the manager and the coaching staff, and I think that tells you everything you, you need to know about him. 
There you go then, Lee. Thank you very much. A positive night here at St James's Park. And we'll return later this week to preview the Chelsea game and to discuss Mike Ashley's meeting with Steve Bruce.